question, Matthew. Why is the man who reads the news in the news? Oh, yes, this is a, uh, I don't know, this feels like a bit of a grimy story, this one, doesn't it? It does, no one is coming out of this story very well. So what is the story? What are the fundamentals here? Well, Hugh Edwards, Hugh Edwards has been named as the BBC presenter at the centre of what became days, might continue to be days, of allegations and speculation. Uh, The Sun newspaper, which is a UK uh, tabloid newspaper, first reported that the presenter, who was not named by them at any stage, was alleged to have paid a young person, young person, hold on to that, for sexually explicit photos. And not just paid, but paid apparently £35,000. And since then, other people uh, have alleged inappropriate contact. So that's kind of the setup. BBC presenter pays young person for for sexually explicit photos. So who the heck is Hugh Edwards? Well, Hugh Edwards is a Welsh journalist, presenter and newsreader. He presents, as you know, BBC News at 10, the flagship evening news programme of the BBC. He's also presented BBC's coverage of major royal events. He's done, you know, the wedding of William and Kate. He did the diamond and uh, platinum jubilees of Elizabeth II, the wedding of Harry and Meghan, funeral of Prince Philip. You can see where I'm going with this. Um, Was it the state funerals of of the Queen and the coronation uh, last year, uh, last year, this year? of Charles III and Camilla. And he also succeeded um, David Dimbleby, who was the doyen of sort of BBC election night coverage, and he was the lead presenter for the 2019 general election. So all of that, in news terms, Hugh Edwards is a big deal. So what happened? Well, I think it's worth looking at the timeline here, taking a bit of time on it, because this actually goes back to April. And this is, according to the BBC, what happened. So in April, the parents of a young person contacted South Wales Police and the police said the information related to the welfare of an adult and that no criminality was identified. Fast forward, Thursday the 18th of May, a family member went to a BBC building to make a complaint about the behaviour of a BBC presenter, according to the corporation. 19th of May, the next day, The family member made a 29-minute call to the BBC's audience services team, which then referred it to their corporate investigations team, and they decided the complaint didn't include an allegation of criminality, but it did merit further investigation. Fast forward to June, Tuesday the 6th of June. Corporate investigations team had received no reply to the email that they, they, they tried to follow up with the complainant. So tried to call the, mid, the mobile number provided by them. They said the call didn't connect. However, the son later reported the family said no one from the corporation rang them for a proper interview after the initial complaint. So you can see it's starting to get confusing here about who said what when. Now fast forward to July, another month, Thursday the 6th of July. The Sun newspaper told the BBC via the corporate press office about allegations concerning Edwards because they're about to print them. According to BBC, the claims made by The Sun contained new allegations which were different from those received by the investigations team. The BBC said this was the first time the Director General and any executives of the BBC were made aware of the case. Up to this point, it was pretty under the radar. But they then set up an incident management group to lead the response. 
And it was at that point, a senior manager spoke to Hugh Edwards, or the presenter, as we were calling it at that time, about the allegations. And Edwards first learned of it, of the allegations on this day. So this is July, and it kind of started in April. The BBC said it was agreed that he shouldn't appear on air while the allegations were being investigated. So that was the backstory, right? General backstory. But then there was a kind of crazy six days. So Friday the 7th of July, the Sun's first story was published about the mother's claims of this young person that an unnamed BBC presenter paid their child tens of thousands of pounds for explicit photos over three years, beginning when they were 17. We can decide whether that's young. You can make your own mind up whether that's young person or not. I think it probably feels like a young person, doesn't it? That raised questions about whether the behaviour was illegal. And the paper quoted the mom as saying the young person used the money to fund a crack cocaine habit. And she was worried that the child could wind up dead. But then the young person sent a WhatsApp message to the paper on that evening denying the claims. Saying that his mom's statement was totally wrong and there was no truth to it. This was according to a, a, a a later letter from their lawyer. So we found this out later. In its first public statement, the BBC said that any information will be acted upon appropriately. And the BBC also made contact with the police. So that's Friday. News news splashes over the paper. Saturday 8th of July, The Sun publishes further allegations, quoting the mom as saying the presenter was pictured in his underwear, ready for my child to perform for him. That's where it gets all gets a bit seedy, doesn't it? The BBC said it received some materials from the family member regarding the complaint on this on the following day. Meanwhile, following speculation about the star's identity in social media, some BBC presenters, including a wide range of people like Jeremy Vine, denied involvement to publicly clear their names because the, the energy was building around this now. Sunday the 9th of July, the BBC said that it had suspended a male staff member, so no one knew his name at this point, and was working as quickly as possible to establish the facts in order to properly inform appropriate next steps. And the Sun reported on this day that the presenter allegedly made two calls to the young person, asked them, what have you done? And appealed to them uh, to to tell their mother to stop the investigation. So we're now on to Monday, 10th of July. So representatives from the BBC, they met met, uh, detectives from, from the Metropolitan Police, but there was no, still no investigation at this time. So in a letter to, to the BBC, the lawyer representing the young person at the centre of the original allegations disputed their mother's account, saying, what's been reported in The Sun is completely rubbish. This is the lawyer's letter. He claimed the young person sent the newspaper to denial on Friday, but it proceeded to publish their inappropriate article. So he'd already told them, in the WhatsApp message, that this was rubbish. So in response, though, The Sun said, that he had reported a story about two very concerned parents who made a complaint to the BBC about the behaviour of a presenter and welfare of their child. Their pretty much adult child. Their complaint was not acted upon by the BBC and had seen evidence to support their concerns, the son added. And they were sort of forcing the BBC to investigate. And the parents told the son they stood by their account. And the stepfather, maybe an interesting character here, was quoted as saying the allegations were originally put to the BBC for an hour. Now, they said an hour, BBC said 29 minutes. You can see how the facts get a bit confused. So, we're on to Tuesday now. Then, another young person told BBC News that they had felt threatened by the presenter. The individual in their early 20s said they were contacted on a dating app and pressured to meet up, but never did. 
when the young person hinted online they might name him, they were sent abusive messages. So this is a, sec- a second person now. So the son alleged to present a... And then, then the, son, the son did a classic son thing. So obviously this is all about um, sexual exploitation. And then they suddenly throw in this curveball. They alleged the presenter broke lockdown rules, broke COVID lockdown rules to meet a 23-year-old who he had met on a dating site. So there's now three, three people involved here now. The paper also published what it said was an Instagram chat between the presenter and a 17-year-old in which the presenter sent messages, including love heart emojis. Fancy that. Finally, Wednesday, the 12th of July, detectives, Metropolitan Police, ended their assessment of the details and decided there was no information to indicate a criminal offence had been committed. And then the big, the big sort of reveal, Edward's wife, Vicky Flynn, named him as the presenter at the centre of the allegation. So over these six days... Everyone on the on the web had pretty much known who it is, but he hadn't hadn't been formally named, so his wife did this and made a public statement. She said she was doing this primarily out of concern for his mental well-being and to protect our children, because he has five children. And Edwards was suffering from serious mental issues. Um, and she said, as is well documented, he's been treated for severe profession in recent year uh, severe depression in recent years. Um and the events of the last few days have greatly worsened matters. And she also said, once he's well enough to do so, he intends to respond to the stories that have been published. So that's the sort of crazy six days. And then I think really a couple of kickers that came at the end of this. The Sun said that it had no plans to publish further allegations and would provide the BBC with a confidential and redacted dossier containing serious and wide-read allegations about which it had received including from some from BBC personnel. Um, and then the BBC reported uh, that there were fresh allegations of inappropriate behaviour uh, by, by Edwards towards junior staff, and they were investigating those. So I think it's important, a couple of things really jumped out at me. Um, well, one, one really, really big important thing, the son never named him. All of these allegations were swirling around, and they never felt either confident or needed to name him. So then they weren't the ones that eventually, they sort of forced his wife in a sense, or forced Edwards to come out and name him because it was becoming so much of a distraction and just dominating the news, wasn't it, for sort of six days. So blimey, what do we have here? A career ruined, almost certainly. Family affairs completely out the open, open public and press hysteria, dominated the news bulletins. And it, it strikes me that a lot of what's happened here, that's been alleged, Uh, Even the stuff we know about, it's actually no one's business, really. You could make the argument about abuse of power. This is a a sort of a senior journalist, very well known. Um, Huge gaps between himself and the people involved. You know, and obviously exchanging money for photos, even though that feels a bit, uh, you know, the police have said, even if that took place, no crime has been committed. Um, And that's the big but here, isn't it? That's the big but. You've got to wonder... You know, with discrepancies in the family story about the original allegation, how many of these things um, actually happen? And also, how do these things get to where they do, especially when the newspapers are involved about your motivations for thinking I've gone from making a plate to the BBC and now I'm off to the papers to, to try and sell this story. So all a bit grubby and unsavoury, really, and just awful. So all of that, though, All of that considered, was this whole sorry affair a dead cat in news terms? You know, a story to distract 
from other events. I mean, for the entire time it ran, and it's kind of still bubbling under now, isn't it? But for the entire time it ran, the fact that Boris Johnson's phone had not been given to the COVID inquiry, which it should have been, was completely ignored or given sort of cursory coverage. And it was mostly about sort of a jokey, a jokey story about the fact that he'd forgotten the password and have sort of techie details about how the messages could be recovered. So that entire story where um, he should have declared it on the Monday, uh, sort of handed it over and it wasn't, and it was just, just ignored by the press pretty much or not considered a, a serious issue, even though it actually is a very, very serious issue. So dead cat, don't know. Deliberate or not, it doesn't really matter. The fact that this Hugh, Hugh Edwards story ran and ran for six days, it kind of did its job. And then actually at the centre of this, there's the issue of the Sun newspaper itself, because we've been here with the Sun uh, many, many times before. Let's say they have a, a, a dubious reputation for, for journalism, um, been involved in lots of controversial news stories over time, and broken big news stories, but always at the grubby end of journalism most notably with the Hillsborough football disaster back in 1989 and the, and the sort of huge controversy over that where um, they claim to have published the truth about what happened, which is effectively saying that the Liverpool fans caused it, drunken fans, and they were pickpocketing, pickpocketing other fans as they went. All pretty terrible stuff, which was all subsequently proven to be a lie. All of it. All of it was a lie. And they went ahead and published that story. And it led to a campaign, and still to this day, about don't buy the Sun. You know, people on Merseyside are not exactly enamoured with the Sun newspaper. And uh, people don't buy it. Um, so it led to all of that. And the Sun, it's just that what was one example of the sort of grubby journalism that the Sun tends to be involved with. And I think my default position is not to believe anything they published, to be quite honest. So so there you have it, really. This, I mean... An awful story, a classic piece of UK tabloid journalism. Put an idea out there, other people run with it. They never named him, kind of did their job. They got all the newspaper headlines they wanted to. If it was a dead cat, a dead cat story, it absolutely worked. So all of this, not exactly truth-seeking, but certainly news-generating. <laughs>